that's so braven. If you don't listen to this podcast, do you know what happens? You get it. Okay. I feel good about that. <laughs> Welcome everybody to That's So Braven. I am Benjamin Raven here with Matt Durr. Hey, glad to be back again. That's right. Uh, we had planned to tackle our biggest disappointments from WrestleMania history, but if you're alive and well on Tuesday, March 20th at 5.30 p.m., you are very much well aware that WWE just cleared Daniel Bryan for in-ring action. Yeah, that's exciting. It's, it's huge. I, I didn't. I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think we would ever be here. Uh, WWE.com has the article up. It's after two years of extensive evaluations. He has been cleared. He is still SmackDown GM. SmackDown is tonight, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Nakamura and Bryan have never faced each other. Nope, and they trained together when they were really young in the business in, in Los Angeles. So Yeah, so it's uh, just a really exciting time to see Daniel Bryan back. And do you think he has a role at this year's WrestleMania? I mean, he has to. I think that's probably why they were – that has to be why they were testing him. Um, I don't think it's coincidence he's been doing some mainstream publications lately. Uh just interviewing about his process and where he's at and it sounds like the latest round they finally cleared him so i don't think he's going to have a main event role yeah um i wouldn't want to see him in a main event role i just want to see him get back into the ring um i i'm sure he's going to be involved with the kevin owen shane mcmahon Sami Zayn thing uh that seems pretty obvious right now but it's just it's exciting to know that he's um he's on the roster again and he's someone they can call on for big matches yeah no uh the first thing I thought of was Daniel Bryan and Miz can finally happen. Exactly. Get Miz back on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, where he was amazing last year. Where he excelled in the talking smack. Uh, just, I mean, Miz got himself so much more over on yeah. talking smack. And that feud with Bryan, there's legs there. But teaming up with Shane to take on KO and Sammy, that feels safe. Yeah, exactly. It, and it, it'll give that story, I think it gives it a logical conclusion, whether you think it's drug on too long or not. Um, it, you can end that properly, and then all four of them can go their separate way, mm-hmm. separate ways, and who knows what you can do from there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I should have seen this coming because David Bixen fan tweeted yesterday that Brian did an interview with a, like a mainstream publication, like you said, and it was it was not. I, I don't know. He sounded like a guy that expected to get cleared. Yeah, he he said something like, uh, "If I was going to get cleared, I would have heard by now." Yeah. And then, like the next next day, day, they're like, "Oh yeah, he's he's good to go." So that's cool, and that definitely turned out to be something to read into. But yeah, that's huge. That's literally all we know as of right now. So mm-hmm. forget your all-in rumors. Yeah. Forget your contract talk. <laughs> forget everything, because Daniel Bryan has been cleared by the WWE, and if he's going back full time. Wow. I see. I kind of hope he's not full time. I, I like. I hope he's oh, so, on yeah. screen full time. Maximize him. But I don't want to see him in the ring every, uh, you know, every uh, pay per view. Yeah. I, I'd like to see him, you know, five or six times a year, um, make it special. But don't give him the Brock Lesnar treatment where he's no. not on TV every week. 
make him a part of the show, but make his in-ring um, uh, appearances count. Make it worth something. Exactly. And don't blow through all these dream matches that people want to see. You know, him and Finn and yeah. and Shinsuke and AJ again. Like, make those count. So. Well, the thing that I think people are going to realize is that the past year or so as GM, he's a lot better on the mic. Yeah. Like, and that's crazy for someone that's been doing this for as long as he has, but he went from a performer to a talking role. If he maintains that, uh, the I don't give a damn Daniel Bryan that we saw in talk, Talking Smack where he wasn't afraid to say what was on his mind, yeah. he, he could add even more to a, a personality that was way over with the fans before the injury. I'm, he's better now than he ever was as a personality. Yeah. And now he gets to go back in the ring. So I'm that so pop. excited. His pop tonight on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge. His pop it, when he comes out. I know, I did too. When he comes out in that ring gear. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, that's exciting. That's exciting. That's literally all we know. So we're going to get on to the biggest WrestleMania disappointments. Now, this is a... Uh, I've been doing a lot of WrestleManias, and there's a lot yeah. of disappointing WrestleMania moments. But these, we're going to be looking at matches that... Failed to live up to expectations. So I we're talking about Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, we kind of put our own heads together. One, I think we forgot Daniel Bryan and Sheamus at WrestleMania oh, 28. Oh yeah, we forgot all about we did that. Forget that. But what that nine seconds or whatever? I was so excited to see Daniel. Same. You know, WrestleMania as a champion, and then they, they just took it away. So that's the perfect example right there. Nine second match. He kisses AJ Lee, turns around, gets bro kicked. Yep. He had just defended the belt in the Elimination Chamber. The month before. The month before. Santino almost got him. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I think he had had like a string of like a cage match defense against Big Show and Mark Henry. Yeah. And then he loses. Yeah. Well, and and I not, even, not, not I lost, but nine like, seconds. Just, I didn't even care that he lost, but like uh, for me, you know, watching Daniel Bryan when he was Bryan Danielson in Ring of Honor, I was so excited to see that guy in a world title match at a WrestleMania. And then they just they took it away so quick. Yeah. I remember sitting on my couch just like, I, I can't believe this. He kissed his so kayfabe girlfriend, turned around, and got pinned. And even the crowd, like, you could see, if you remember, the crowd was like, what is going on? The next match, they're chanting Daniel Bryan <laughs> the entire time. The next uh, night when Brock Lesnar comes back, they're chanting, you know, Daniel yeah. Bryan. Was that 27? 28. 28. They oh, thank you. Gosh, I don't have to watch that. I get the odd numbers in 34 days of WrestleMania. Yeah. I was like, do I have to watch that next? Because I'm on 27 next. <laughs> also rough. But, <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect one to start on. But we're going to start with WrestleMania 19. With both from WrestleMania 19. Brock and Kurt Angle, the main event. And then you got Stone Cold and The Rock 3. Yeah, which I, you and I have talked about this. I hate that show so much for so many different reasons. But those two matches, um, I mean, Rock and Austin, that... Uh, two of the biggest stars ever, but it, that match just feels off to me. Well, Stone Cold is off 100%, and obviously in hindsight we know he was in the hospital the yeah, night exactly. before, and he ended up, that was his last match. Ever, The yeah. biggest star in company history. Going out without a peep, no one knows. Uh, yeah, in hindsight being what it is, yeah, I, I understand the no, situation. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I remember watching that and just going, oh, this was... This was bad. They should have left it alone. They uh-huh. should have gone back here. Because The Rock could still go at that time. But Austin, he, he looked like a guy who knew um, he just didn't have it anymore. And it, it was t- It's a tough watch. It was tough to watch him take the last two rock bottoms. Because yeah. you're like, he looks 
He can't mm. even get he can't even get up for him. He looks really tired, yeah. like real life, exhausted, hurt. I can't do this anymore. Tired, and then yeah. he has to take two more bumps. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it, you, you know, those are, to me, those are the two biggest stars ever. I know Hogan's gonna be. You can make the argument that Hogan's better than one of them, um, but those are the two biggest stars uh, in a WrestleMania setting. That's the main event of the show. It should have been anyway. Um, and the match just just under delivers mm-hmm. so so badly. Uh, it's a highlight of the disappointing end to Stone Cold's career because WrestleMania 14, he becomes the man. Yeah. Misses WrestleMania 16, and by WrestleMania 19, he's gone. He's he's done. Yeah. He's and WrestleMania 18 was a was a disaster Scott, for him too. My but, favorite stunner combo of all time. <laughs> hit him twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that like that's I'm not disappointed by that match because I went into it thinking like Scott Hall's gonna, not going to have a great Scott match. Hall's going to be gone in a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's just I, a lot of people don't realize that Stone Cold was probably yeah no i won't say probably he was the biggest star in company history yeah. and he was on top for four years yeah vince mcmahon has said he there's no question steve austin was the biggest star yeah. in the history of that company. i'll never stop pumping something to wrestle but just listen to bruce's voice when he's asked about stone cold's merch sales yeah no 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 so that tells you uh yeah i mean stone cold was wrestling in the 90s and that was just a sad way to go. And it's, it's interesting, too. Like, that's clearly where The Rock has, has made up his mind. He's leaving, too. Yeah. Um, he was still giving it his all. He could still go. Oh, but the, the his, saving his, grace his, from that match is him in heel mode. Yeah, yeah. And, and wearing the Austin vest <laughs> and, and bouncing around the ring and stuff. It's, that I, That's one of the favorite eras of, of The Rock character ever. But, you know, he's also a guy you can... You know where he's going after that. And I think yeah. it kind of shows in that match, too. He's... He's, his mind's somewhere else. So. I know, yeah. People love to love this match just because they feel like they have to. But yeah. this match is more like Brock Goldberg at WrestleMania 20 than people want to admit. Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I wouldn't go that I don't, I, I, I know, I don't mean to push it that <laughs> yeah. hard. I just mean in the sense that it's like, dang, these two guys were clearly not going to be around full-time for much longer. Yeah, it, it's time to get this, like, get it in the yeah. ring and get it out of the ring. And, um... Yeah, and then speaking of one injury to another one that was tough to watch is Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar in the yeah, main event. Yeah, and knowing now, again, retrospect, knowing Kurt, I didn't know his neck was as bad as it was at the time. Mm-hmm. But when I knew the main event was going to be you know, two uh, NCAA champion wrestlers, one was a gold medalist uh, going against each other, I thought it could be the greatest wrestling match ever. But both those guys are unbelievable athletes. Yeah. And, and I wonder if that's what works against them in this match. Is they're both so athletic, they need someone to kind of go in there and throw them around mm-hmm. or kind of be the the, uh, the other piece for them to highlight their athleticism. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. The grappling feels, it feels forced. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel authentic. Um, you know, obviously the, the botch with... Uh, the shooting star. It's the thing people remember from that match only is yeah. a botch. Yeah. People love to put WrestleMania 19 on a pedestal. Yes, it's an entertaining watch. Yes, it has very high spots, but it has very, very, very low spots. And Brock Lesnar, if any other dude on that roster dies from that <laughs> move. Right. If his neck is so thick. <laughs> and I think WWE's embarrassed of that match because that Mania of Mania documentary where they talk about Stone Cold's injuries, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle's injuries, not on the network. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to have the DVD. You have to have the DVD. You gotta bootleg it off YouTube or something like that because Kurt. I mean, they were like, Kurt can't work like this, and he convinced them to let him do one more. Yeah, it, he should have been on a on a table getting neck surgery, and and kudos to to Kurt for wanting to go out there. Yeah. And, and put Brock over properly and give the get the match in the ring and, and do the right thing. But knowing what we know now about his history, like it's it's really tough to uh-huh. sit there and watch and know like what lied ahead for him because he just wouldn't let it go. I know there's there's that match is a disappointment to me because after they get the grappling and the feeling each other out of the way for five minutes and Kurt levels Brock once finally from behind and they brawl for a bit yeah. and kind of fight. That's what I want to see out of those guys. Like I love the wrestling background and stuff, but those are hard hitters. Yeah. And the second that turned into a fight, I was like, Oh, this is business is going to pick up. And then it didn't. And then Brock fell on his head, stood up, <laughs> knocked Knocked out cold, hits an F5, and stands and there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so it holds the belt up, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, oh, it's over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, people love that show. Uh, yeah, I, I, to me, that that whole card is a disappointment to me. I, you hate Vince Hogan. I hate Vince Hogan. <laughs> I hate Booker T, Triple H. And uh, I like those two. Vince Hogan because... I felt like those guys busted their ass. I, I think, so I've, I've long said, if you take Booker T out of that match, you put The Rock in, <sighs> you've got The Rock and Triple H one-on-one at WrestleMania. They never did that at a WrestleMania. No. And then you put Hogan and Austin in that card. I think you get more <laughs> impactful matches. I think you get a better legacy. Uh, you don't waste the star power. And the world title actually means something. No yeah. one went into that match thinking Booker T was going to be Triple H. The Rock's in there, absolutely. Yeah. Anything can happen. And then you have four uh, main event level matches that you hadn't seen at a WrestleMania before that were that were of an interest. And then you have Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho do what they do. Yeah. Then that's where that card becomes even more disappointing because you look at the roster and you're like, oh my God. There's so much They had Goldberg, there. Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner not on this card. Yeah. And I know those aren't everybody's favorite workers. Eddie but... Guerrero and Chris Benoit are wrestling in a tag match. In a fatal four-way. And then next year, they're closing the show together. Exactly. Uh, There was so much talent here, and that, yeah, that card might be entertaining, but it's not as great as you'd like to remember. Yeah, I I don't call it entertaining. I call it a giant disappointment highlighted by those two matches. Yeah, those two are definitely disappointing. (laughs) The attempt going in chronological order, Brock and Goldberg, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Um, we were talking before we got on the air, like, last year's match is what this one should have been. Mm-hmm. Just eight to ten minutes of two monsters beating yeah. the hell out of each other and then go home. That's all I needed. At WrestleMania 20, they were in their prime. They were both yeah. on their way out. I mean, Goldberg probably wasn't in his prime, but Brock was in his prime. Stone Cold was the wrath. Yep. You were in Madison Square Garden, and they test of strength each other for 10 minutes right then kind of fought and then it was over and i've I've heard people criticize and say like well the fans knew they were both leaving nothing they could have done would have changed that no i disagree if they just go in there and start beating the living shit out of each other yeah like they did last year if if goldberg tackles brock out of the ring and then spears him through the apron in the first minute of that match the the crowd doesn't care who it is exactly they're in for a fight at that yeah, exactly. Well, when they, you know, lock hands and want to do tests of strength and stare at the crowd like New York, they're not going to sit for that. Stone Cold looked legit bored in real life. Yeah. Just during that match. And I've always wondered what, and I think he's talked about it on his podcast, but I've always wondered what was going through Steve Austin's mind sitting here watching these um, these two just 
fumble their way through a, a prime spot. And I, I wonder if it has to do with both of them. Uh, Brock was really young at the time. Yeah. Not knowing how to handle it. And Goldberg is the biggest, uh, he's the most overrated wrestler in the history of the business. Mm-hmm. Had no clue how to work. I think that was the problem. Neither one of them knew how to get themselves out of that situation. But props to them and props to WWE for what they did 13 years later. <laughs> yeah. They said, guys, you got 10 minutes. Go blow some stuff up. Yep, and they did it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you sit there and you go, 13 years later, you're like, this is great. This is perfect. Goldberg's 48 and this was cooler than when he was 35 and Brock was 24. You could say like, the argument is the best match of his career. That match with, with Brock last year. Goldberg DDP Halloween Havoc. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Except sure. it went off the air so nobody saw <laughs> no it. No one saw it. So, <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 20. That's probably the only disappointment on WrestleMania 20. Yeah, I, I remember just loving that show. I mean, the, the, and when I say disappointment, these are matches that I think, like, I go into, like, this could be the this match. This is going to be night. awesome. This, yeah. It could be the, you know, the steal the show, and then it's, it not only does it not steal the show, it's a dud. Yes. No, yeah, while Kane and Undertaker might have been a dud on WrestleMania 20, we all knew it was going to be a dud. Right. <laughs> Just, and, and that's where it was, yeah. the Undertaker's coming home. Uh, that's like, it. The that was it. dead man. So, so. that's, that, and we're kind of trying not to nitpick on the original WrestleManias. We're trying to stick with our timeline here. This is 15... Rock and Austin was what it was. The rest of the card was the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I think compared to 17 Rock and Austin, it's hard to live up to that match. But 15, I remember at the time being a little bummed out just because um, you knew Austin was going to win. You knew he was going to win. And I think when you know in the back of your mind, sometimes that hurts you. But that's still a solid match. Um, yeah, just go. let's just go from 14 and on. 14, I guess you could say HBK and Stone Cold, but I love that finishing sequence yeah, see, so I much. Don't, I don't have a problem with no. it. Like, and, and Sean was clearly hurt. Yeah, we all, everyone knew. Every, like, you knew when you were 12 watching it at home that Sean ain't Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he hadn't wrestled on TV in two months, and if you... If you paid attention to the internet at that time, you knew he was hurt. Outside of that, uh, uh, Triple H Undertaker at WrestleMania 17. I don't see, like that match. Oh, you don't like that match. See, I love that match. That, that's the only... I, okay, I shouldn't say not like, but on WrestleMania 17, that's the one I'm like, I could have done without that one. Huh, they knock a ref out for 12 minutes. Oh, just yeah, like... Just because like, they didn't want to call it a street fight because they already had a street fight on the card. And that's, <laughs> why, I think, that's why I don't think it's, it's a disappointment because there was so much on that card. Like, you yeah, got to do know. something to differentiate yourself. I, the only thing that and disappointed love, me is when he trip, he choke slams him off that thing and yeah. you watch him land on a high jump mat and yeah. you're like, that didn't hurt. Alright, I guess I... I just, on that card, that's the match that, just because I recently watched that start to finish, yeah. I was like, that wasn't as good as I remembered. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I, but I love the uh, the sledgehammer and he pulls yeah. him off of the last ride and stuff. So I do love that too. It's, yeah. You're right. I, I, see, so we were talking earlier about, like, our disappointments. The next time those guys wrestled, mm. WrestleMania 27? Yes. That is a huge disappointment mm-hmm. to me. I hate that match so The non-Hell in a Cell The non-Hell in a Cell Yeah, because I love the Hell in a Cell Yeah, one. that was great. Uh-huh. Because the year before, and what I think what really drives me nuts is people talk about that match as if it's um, Michaels and Undertaker at 25. Meltzer loves that match. It, it, well, no, that's where he loses me a little. I'm like, yeah. dude, you are the most inconsistent person on the planet. <laughs> like, that WrestleMania 27 match, man. Like they tackle each other into the the coal whatever yeah, Michael yeah, Cole's whatever. thing was, and they just they just lay around like there it there's an art to selling and then there's an oversell, and those guys see bad just, blood two thousand three yeah exactly <laughs> yes. they're just laying there for minutes at a time and I'm like oh my 
And and I You're like right. yeah, I understood they were trying to sell it as Triple H took something from the Undertaker, but that match was um it was long, it was drawn out, it was boring for long segments of time. I hated that they like treated Triple H as the winner because yeah. the Undertaker didn't walk out of the ring. Yeah. We get it. Triple H is over, guys. We know. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on track for 15 years. He's not going anywhere. That, that was the it. one thing I thought after that match. And you're right. I, I didn't hate it in the moment, but like the, the logic to it bothered me a lot. I hated it in the moment, too, because I kept looking at my watch going, man, this is like 30 minutes mm-hmm. of just uh, two moves and then lay down. You know, Hit him with a, hit, hit him with a, yeah. a tackle and lay down some Yeah, uh, it was finish or lay down, finish or yeah. lay down, finish or lay down. Uh, you're like 100% they were, right. They were trying to recapture what made 25 with Michael so magical. They were forcing it. Yeah. They, yeah, uh-huh. You can, I mean, triple, it was almost like Triple H was trying to prove he could go like Shawn Michaels, and he can't. He can. <laughs> no, no, nobody can. That's nobody not a dig like on Triple Shawn. H. Yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, there ain't nobody on the planet. <laughs> Sting in 85, maybe. You got me there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, anything else from 20? Let's go through here. 20. We did that. 21. No. no I got I no love, problems I with 21. 22. I thought the triple threat match with Ray, Randy, and Kurt was way too fast. Yeah. Yep. But it's a good match. It's a good match. Uh, I just remember going, oh, it's over. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But they they had to say, I mean, that was back in the era where they were only doing three-hour WrestleManias. You're right. And Triple H and Cena got the time that night. Yep. Got the main event. No, I I, I wasn't disappointed. 23... In Detroit, I there was nothing there that that I was disappointed with the outcome. I wanted Shawn Michaels yeah. to win, but that match that's that was it. a really good match. I just watched that last night. That match is awesome. Yeah, it, there's nothing on that on that WrestleMania card that made me go, man, this was uh, this was not what I paid for. We've got a couple Undertaker's edges. Twenty four. I loved Undertaker Edge. You like? Oh, how do you feel about that main event? I, I'm not. I I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, but I think for me, the energy was sucked out after Flair Michael. Um, the energy I, was gone early that night. Yeah, yeah like that because that match. I mean, you knew what everyone knew. It was the end for Rick, um, and the emotion of it, and the storytelling after that. I just don't didn't think anything was going to top it. Mm-hmm. So, um, Edge and Taker, I, it's a solid match, but it, it just I was drained at that. In point. the moment, I loved Edge, but I was like, they're not going to have Edge beat the streak. I don't no. care that he's five and zero at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like, so I, 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 yeah, I, I'm just going through that because I know we're at 25, and I've got a couple beefs with 25. Yeah. Cena, I well, excuse me, Triple H and Randy Orton in the main event. Yeah. Now I know you're like Triple H and Randy Orton. What were you excited for in that? The build to that was intense yeah. and personal and real, and it was. I mean, it was intense. It, it was really good. The whole thing with Orton going after his family all the way through and. Uh, you know, Orton was a killer at that point. That was handcuffing Triple H and kissing Stephanie <laughs> right. and stuff. And that like creepy look in his eyes when he did it too. It was so good. I wanted those guys to beat the hell out of each other, and instead the show ran long, and the ref said finish it. And Triple H picked him up, pedigreed, and pinned him, and it was over. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And uh, he retained. <laughs> Just... I don't know what it is about Randy Orton. Uh, because I'm a huge Randy Orton fan, mm-hmm. um, but he gets in these, you know, quote blood feuds, and then the main the matches don't live up to nope. the to the violence that you're expecting. Um, and I, I think that might maybe that's because he's a he's a safe worker. You know, people always say like 
he doesn't do anything crazy because he doesn't need to. But at WrestleMania, I want to see mm-hmm. you know everything you've got. Yeah, I don't think he's done anything crazy since WrestleMania 23. and <laughs> somebody yeah. off the ladder. Yeah. yeah. Uh. But I don't hate that match. Clearly, you you do not like that match. Oh, Orton and Triple H, that match infuriates me because I thought that was the perfect build. Mm-hmm. For what that was, it was a capping off of their kind of botched end of that feud when it was at its hot, when yeah. Randy won over Benoit at SummerSlam to become the youngest champ ever. And then the next month, he wasn't champ. And the intention was diverted to Batista. Yeah. So are you kidding me? The young blue chipper just got yeah, screwed they, over. They never, they never finished <laughs> the Orton Triple H feud. Because so, I'm a huge Randy Orton fan to this day. People don't, I get why people don't like his slow, safe style. But to me, that's like, he can do anything. He, he can work with anybody, too. Mm-hmm. And that's what's disappointing about how the, the stuff with Bray went last year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the theatrical stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think, the theatrics beforehand... Were the build. You didn't have to do any of that no. stuff afterwards. No. Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't expecting a five star, but I was expecting these two guys to beat the crap out of each other and for Randy to win the belt. Yeah. So, yeah. 26. I know we got something on 26. Yeah. Yes, we do. It's Jericho and Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole story of they were the team and then Edge blew his knee out and went away and Jericho just. Talk. Yep. I mean, just talk him down for months, months about being months. weak, and you know, you're broken down, and here I am as the champ. And uh, Jericho was coming off that amazing run with Michaels, and I just thought it was going to be uh, Edge return wins the Rumble, wins the Rumble, <laughs> and right away he calls Jericho out, and I just thought, man, these guys, especially when you look at the rest of that card, I'm like, there's two matches that are going to be great wrestling matches, you know, Michaels and Undertaker, and Edge and Jericho. And then they go out there, and they have a decent little match, but that finish with the, the mm-hmm. um, Jericho just you know winning winning the, like winning the match, and then not getting his comeuppance until after the match. Yeah. It's already over. Um, yeah, I thought Edge should have retained or should have won the yeah. belt, and that should have been the cap for his big return. Um, I mean, the next night they had Jack Swagger cash in the or. Tuesday night, Tuesday, yeah, whatever Thursday, it was, whatever it was, yeah, and yeah, I mean, absolutely, a hundred percent, because I was disappointed in that match too, and I agreed with that because that was like a year-long build using real life and crap talking guy who's always injured yeah. coming off of. I mean, don't tell me Chris Jericho and Edge were too old for this match either. No, because they both had great matches after that. Edge main evented Mania two years before, continued to work well up into his ADR, and Chris Jericho is still on top of the wrestling world. So, (laughs) yeah, that one was disappointing. Uh, A waste of a year-long build, a waste of the Royal... They have been bad with Royal Rumble winners. It's it's almost like... um... It's so formulaic now of, well, yeah, this guy's going to win the Rumble and just go to WrestleMania, and then we'll figure it out when we mm-hmm. get there uh, instead of leading into, you know, capping a guy or, or making it count. Uh, it's 26. That was Batista Cena, too, was Batista Cena is on that show. Yeah. Um, but I remember, let's see, I don't look at that as a no, disappointment because I went into it going, it's not going to be a classic. No. It's not going to be a great match. They're going to do their best, and they did. Yeah, that and... Um, that feud continued for a couple months, mm-hmm. and they had good matches, but um, nothing that I thought was going to be you know, a WrestleMania show stealer. And I hated Jack Swagger winning Money in the Bank. I'll call that a disappointment just because I always look forward to the Money in the Bank ladder match and watching Jeff, Jack Swagger, Jeff Swagger, Jack Swagger not only win the match, but take a minute and a half to detach the briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of anticlimactic when you can't, uh, can't get it on 
I went into that night thinking Edge was going to win the world title, Christian was going to win Money in the Bank, and we were finally going to get a main event Edge's Christian feud. So you would see why I'm disappointed from <laughs> WrestleMania 26 outside of Sean and Undertaker closing the show. Yeah, and it was, it was cool to see Brett back at that time, but... I mean, you knew that too. If this yeah. is involved, it's not going to be. It was just that Brett was back. That was the cool. That was it. That was it. That was absolutely it. Twenty-seven Taker Undertaker Taker Undertaker yeah. Taker Triple H, and then they did that again. Oh, what else do we got there? Oh yeah, I hated Legacy at twenty-six. There oh, it is yeah, again. Right. Another blood feud, Randy Orton, that ended in seven minutes with zero beatdowns, basically. Right, and it was him just kind of uh, smacking around the two kids. Like the whole build didn't lead to anything important. I, the, the idea of Legacy was to, to elevate those two guys. Mm-hmm. Someone should have got the one of those two should have got the win. And the thing that people forget about Legacy is that they ran Raw for like a year and a half. Yeah, they were in main events with DX. They were in main events. I mean, Brandy and John Cena feuded for a year, mm-hmm. like six pay-per-views in a row, <laughs> and Legacy was there every step of the way, and that was just, Cody and Ted never returned to that level yeah. in WWE. No, Ted especially. Ted never especially. Did, never did anything. Cody's gone out and proved everyone inside that company wrong. Yep. And proved us all right that wanted him as a main event talent. Yeah. I always wanted Cody as a main event yeah. in WWE. <laughs> I did. At this point, at 26, I was all in on Cody Rhodes. Really? Yeah. Nice pun there, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's pretty good. 27, 28, Jericho and Punk. Yeah, there's going to be a name that, that pops up a couple times here mm-hmm. for me. Uh, again, I looked at that card. I, I didn't think CNN Rock was going to be that great. Nope. Um, and it, it's a fine match. It is what it is. Um, I knew the Hell in a Cell was going to be, it was going to blow people away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. thought, because I'm, I'm the biggest CM. CM Punk's my guy. Yeah. And when Jericho came back, I was like, oh, man, if they put Jericho and Punk in there, they could have such a good match. Uh, they could have the best wrestling match of the show. They could blow everyone else away. And it's it's an okay match. But, uh, it's okay. Of the three main events on that card, it you know it's, the, it's definitely the least exciting of the three. I get my timeline mixed up because Jericho and Punk feuded for a while. When did Jericho pour the booze all over Punk? Was that before or after WrestleMania? I, you see, it was before WrestleMania, and then after WrestleMania is when they did the uh, the the DUI. There it is. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it was because that I, Raw was in Detroit where they had right. to do the sobriety test and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm pretty sure they poured the alcohol on him before WrestleMania. And then, you're right. Um, I mean, it was a great great build to that too. I, I yeah. I, I think as I mean, good as it was gonna get. Yeah, because yeah. the build beforehand was just about who's the best wrestler in the world. And actually, we might have our timeline wrong. Um, because the build before was just who who's the You're best right. in the I world. You're right. I think it got ugly and afterwards. After that, it's when he started talking That's about his right. family. You're right. But Punk had that, that one of my favorite lines ever where he's like, you're out there dancing with stars while I'm swimming with sharks. And I was just like, oh, this, this CM Punk's the greatest ever. This match is going to be so good. They're, they're going to go in there and they're just going to have a technical wrestling match because uh-huh. they're trying to prove who the best in the yep. world is. It wasn't a blood feud at that point. That's right. Um, You're I mean, right. It's a solid match, but I think both of them have, have had better matches. With oh, other, man, yeah. Other guys less talented than their opponent in that match. So um, I just, uh, being a punk guy, that one, that one kind of hit me hard. Yeah, when you look at guys like CM Punk and Jericho, Jericho used to get classics out of Pitbull number two. <laughs> Punk got the best matches of Ryback's career out of him. So you look and at those Cena. two guys and put them in Cena. Who, who 
is unfairly characterized as a bad wrestler, but those matches were. were In 2011, Cena was not the Cena he was working now, and he had a, or was that was 13. When was that Money in the Bank five star? Uh, uh, 2011. 2011. Cena was not. I know that's weird because he was older then too, but John Cena of 2018, 2017 was not 2011, and Punk yeah. got a five star classic out of him. Yeah. Yeah. So. To see Punk's name on this disappointment list makes a lot of sense because I was bummed out by Punk and Orton. I loved the finish. Yeah, 27. Yeah. Yep. I was trying to timeline that one too because 29 was Taker. Yeah. That's right. And, that's, and Punk came back the next year and had the best match of the show. Yeah. Uh, and proved, you know, how great he, he is. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, 28, other than that one match, I, I think 28's a, You're right. it's yeah. a loaded show at the main events. The undercard is what it is. It is what it is. It's not... Uh, uh-huh. Cena, Cena and Rock was was the sell on that, that card. Um, Nobody expected crazy things out of that. Exactly. Like so. I, I, I again I didn't go in there thinking it was going to be uh Rock Austin or Rock uh, Hogan. Yeah. Um it, it was it was gonna be a solid match, but that's about it. Yeah. That brings us to WrestleMania thirty. One of mine is Brock and Undertaker. Which surprises me. I'm interested to hear hear what uh Oh, Taker got concussed two minutes in and stumbled around the ring for 18 minutes and then lost his streak. I wasn't expecting five star. I wasn't expecting four stars, but I was expecting two guys that have a long history wrestling each other to beat the crap out of each other, have a passable match, and tell a good story. None of those things happened. (laughs) Well, I'm getting concussed. Uh, Again, in retrospect, we're able to say, like, okay, it makes kind of sense, but... Um, but it was disappointing because of that concussion. I remember thinking going into that, like I didn't think it was gonna be uh, super uh, physical because I was really on this, like, okay, Undertaker needs to retire soon. And God, it's four still years ago, and I'm still like, just go away. It's okay to walk away. Yeah, and I think Punk might have had me twisted with these guys because Punk had just worked with Undertaker at 29 and it was and amazing. Had, it had the best match And the then show. Punk worked with Lesnar at SummerSlam. And had the best match on the so show. So I was like, yeah, Brock and Taker can still go. I want to see them together again. And they did better things after this match, thank gosh. In the <laughs> summer, wait, the Hell in a Cell and then they wrestled somewhere else too. Yeah, they did. Um, and those were much better. Yeah. Uh-huh. For what Lesnar has become, yeah, those were, those were much better yeah. than... WrestleMania 30, uh, yeah. To me, the biggest disappointment of that match is just Taker losing. Um, but I'm always going to be the the one who says I don't think Taker should have lost to anyone other than um, mm-hmm. a young, young up and comer. He Lesnar didn't need. That, that was always my problem with it too. Lesnar's over. Yeah, exactly. Beating <laughs> the Undertaker is great for his fictional storyline, um, but he was already a draw. Uh-huh. He was already a star at that point. It wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna make people tune in who didn't already know who Brock Lesnar was. And the fact that they did it at thirty with Brock makes me go, why the hell didn't they do this with Cena at like twenty five or like twenty? Like I long for a long time, I thought Cena was gonna be the yeah, one to break this. Same, game. same, yeah. And I guess that was just at a point where Undertaker had done 25, 26, 27, yeah, 28, 29. So he had his best run of matches yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, he was coming off. And even the one with Edge isn't a, no, a bad yeah. match. No, absolutely and not. 23 with Batista. I love that match. Is a great, so he was on a run of like seven out of eight years. 21 against Orton. Yeah. Yep. Seven <laughs> out of eight years. You know, yeah. he got a 10 where he was, he was having great matches, but... Uh, he, I mean, getting knocked loopy a couple minutes into the match, maybe. 
I want to give it a pass, but I can't. <laughs> but you can't. Because they broke the streak that night. Yeah. It should have been a great match that broke the streak. It should have been somebody else. And uh, I don't, they could have toyed with our emotions a little bit, but instead they just did it. Yeah. So I think that's why I was so disappointed. Fair enough. 31? Anything? Uh, no, no. I love that show. Yeah, it's, that was a show I remember going in. If we were doing uh, Biggest Surprises, I might say 31. I remember going into that show thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be terrible. One of my hot takes the other day was, I think in five years we'll look at 31 the way we look at 17 and 19. Oh. In, in terms of being that's a scorching great. Hot. Because the, that's every, a scorching hot take. <laughs> every match on that card is, like, unbelievable, I feel like. Because the ladder match is great. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'll give you I that. love the Brock. Brock and Roman had a solid match together before, before Seth the, came out. Yeah. The, uh, the the stuff with uh, Sting and, and Triple H and the NWO and DX, I, I like it for the nostalgia. Yes. But um, Sting losing. Sting losing, and the NWO coming out to help Sting literally makes zero sense. Like it was just he's a WCW the guy. The whole crow gimmick was created because he hated the NWO. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. But I remember going into that thinking this is going to be a stinker of a show, mm-hmm. and then leaving it. Going, wow, they really like. I Same. didn't see the Rollins thing coming, but hey, yeah, I've got no complaints on thirty-one. Nope. 32? I got some complaints. Yeah, me too. I'll let you start. (laughs) Uh, uh, Dean and Brock. Yeah. Uh, God. uh, Dean Ambrose, I don't think he's ever been more over than he was going into this match. He had just had that great match with uh, Triple H at at Roadblock. Roadblock. You know, where he thought maybe he's going to win the title. Um, He was finally starting to separate himself from being, you know, one of the Shield guys. Uh, And Brock, I thought Brock could do something different. Not just be the guy that goes out and throws a million suplexes. Yeah. Because they were going to have a street fight. Like yeah. They could, Brock could be vulnerable in this to a smaller guy, kind of like he did with Punk mm-hmm. at that SummerSlam match. And then it was just a, a, a cluster. Why they didn't follow the Punk blueprint. Yeah. I mean, well, and Ambrose said on his, his interview with uh, when he was on Stone Cold's podcast that it was because Brock didn't want to do anything. Brock just huh. had no interest in doing stuff for the match. And that is a huge disappointment to me. It's because huge. you only work, like, three nights a year. Do some stuff. Do it, Yeah, come on. Like, work with somebody. Make somebody else better. And Dean was looking like he was going to be the most over guy coming out of the shield. Right. And probably the best worker at that point, too. I mean, Dean was at the top of his game then. And and he he's gone on to, to do a lot of great things. And he still will, but yeah. But I, I remember thinking like this is gonna be Dean Ambrose coming out party. He's gonna make a name for himself. I didn't think he was gonna win, but if they had one of those like, you know, you just can't break Dean Ambrose. He's he's you know right. two dollar steak tough, and he gave Brock Lesnar the fight uh, fight yeah. that Brock hasn't had. It was eight minutes and took like thirty chairs. Yeah, was like, uh, it's just, yeah. and a bunch of suplexes. And yeah, it was yeah not for me either. Thirty two. That's. Yeah, that's the only one that disappointed. And then last year, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Were... And, and this is one of mine. And this is the third time Chris Jericho has, that's made, a bummer. has made my list. <laughs> uh, that, that was, I mean, come on. That, that was the best storyline they've had on, on Raw in years. Yeah. The, the, the Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, friend, best friends thing, the, the festival of friendship, that needed to just be those two uh, a street fight, uh, whatever you want to call it. That should have been the spot fest. 
Yeah, and uh, just just beating each other. It, it could have been what Omega and Jericho was this year. Yes. A no disqualification fight. Just fight. And yeah. they went out and they had a wrestling match. And, and it, it just wasn't. And if you saw the, the Kevin Owens 365, uh-huh. he comes through the curtain and asked Vince what he thought. And Vince was like, shook his head like he didn't like it. And I was like, man, that's kind of says something. It that's, does. That was the same, right? It wasn't. Uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. Man, it, it's tough to, to to think like I was so excited for that feud to have that same. go off. And it, it was just a wrestling match. It was just a wrestling match and. Yeah, the finger spot. I know. I, I, Which I, was great. It was great. That was great, but it didn't save it. No. I loved the next month that Jericho pinpointed the finger. Yeah. He tried to injure them. But, I mean, such a disappointment because that was the highlight. Jericho and Owens were raw for six months. Yeah. There was no Brock or Goldberg every week, so it was right. Jericho and Owens. Yep. And they, and they were – everyone that was involved with them was, was getting something out of it. And the build to them breaking up was done so yes. well. Uh, Jericho stayed off TV for a couple weeks, and then they just Ugh. they went out there and, and just had you know had a had a solid match. Jericho you know? cost him the championship against Goldberg. Like there was everything there that you could want to build a WrestleMania match that they fell short on. Yep. Like yeah, I mean seriously, they like did a, they went for a Matt Classic instead of beating the crap out of each other. Not a Colt Cabana match. Not not a Colt Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, yeah. No, that's very disappointing, and it's just that's so weird that Jericho keeps popping up. Because he's he's had great ma- uh, Michaels Shawn Michaels at nineteen that stole the show yeah uh, he he's had great WrestleManias but uh, I maybe it's because I'm a Jericho fan and I go in thinking like this guy's gonna kill it he's gonna have a, a, an incredible match and then it sh- I yeah. overwork I overhype myself and then it doesn't live up to oh, I hated that that match started when it was still daylight yep and it's just like this is one of your main events like yep. this should be your twenty minute match that people look back on and wow that was awesome exactly instead i'm left looking back on triple h and seth rollins from that show because i loved that match which is like 40 minutes long yeah 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 you, you could have trimmed like eight or nine minutes <laughs> and give met the jericho vince loved that one though oh well uh, <laughs> it's a family affair he told seth that was going to be one he'd show his kids someday oh, did he really uh-huh. Jeez. that's going to be one you're going to look back on when you're done remember I was like, damn, I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> I liked it a lot more than other people did, but... Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But yeah, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, you see those new two names together and you think, oh, that's going to be a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, Owens is going to beat the hell out of him and Jericho's going to make us laugh and hate him. So, <laughs> just like... Yeah. But the next month they went on they had a great match, so... No, yeah. Yeah, outside of that, that's modern era disappointments. The only other disappointments I'd say were like, I don't know. Let's let's try and gab some one through ten disappointments off the top oh, of our heads. I mean WrestleMania nine, but I was so young oh, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know any better. Like it, I remember just being happy Hulk Hogan was back. Like oh my childhood hero has yeah. returned. I didn't realize he was screwing Bret Hart over. Right, exactly. There's stuff. Like, see, that's why that's a perfect example because we could sit here and Hulk and Sid. Yeah, it's. Why was that the main event? Because <laughs> <laughs> Hogan was retiring and he was never going to wrestle again. I didn't know that at the time. The Ultimate Warrior came back. Of course I'm going to be excited. But yeah, those uh, matches we were pumped for that let us down in the end from WrestleMania. If you've got any that we might have missed, let us know. But I think that's a pretty solid list here. I agree. I think that's pretty solid. 